Hi, I'm Colin Whiting. And I'm Dave Wagner. And this is My Mother the Podcast. Today, we're talking about the Fox Nighttime Soap Models, Inc., which ran from, yeah, that's what we're doing, all right. Nighttime Soap. Which ran from June 1994 to March 1995. It's high pants and saxophones on My Mother the Podcast. going on colin oh david i'm just watching nighttime soaps it's like a it's a thing that is pretty much every show now isn't it isn't every show like a nighttime soap now yeah i was kind of thinking about that actually and and how jarring the pace of this show is where there are so many twists and everything changes all the time but i think that's kind of how some of these other shows work nowadays aaron spelling conquered the world oh yeah this yes for those not in the know this is indeed an aaron spelling show this is a show called Models, Inc., and boy, it's it's some peak 90s Fox, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's peak. It's it's just tops of the charts in terms of sexiness. It's Aaron Spelling. It's sleazy. It's problematic as fuck. <laughs> to say the least. It's 90s Fox. You know, yep. back when The Simpsons used to, like, just constantly talk about how sleazy their own network was. This, yeah, was, this was-, was why. <laughs> And this is kind of the tail end of Golden Age Simpsons. They're already starting to kind of get out. Yeah, they uh they'd already kind of established themselves as the Sleaze Network with the previous entries in the 90210 verse. Yeah, so this is so so for those not in the know, Aaron Spelling is kind of the master of this type of soap opera. He Pull the with, strings, Aaron. He started Spelling. with Charlie's Angels, Love Boat, Dynasty, but then. Boy, if those weren't big enough, he he hit it in the 90s with Beverly Hills 90210 and its spinoff Melrose Place and not so much its spinoff Models, Inc. It, this is a very topical conversation because Luke Perry died yesterday as we're recording this, and that's very sad. R.I.P. Yeah, and we're really not the people to talk about that. How, what's, your, what's your background with, with the old 90210 and The Place? I watched the first couple seasons of 90210 when they aired, and I oh, must wow. I must have been very young, and probably I shouldn't have been watching those. <laughs> uh, if it was anything like this, probably not. It it was a little it was a bit more wholesome than this. You can tell if you just watch the theme from 90210 um, okay. on YouTube because it's it's almost Doogie Howser esque with like, oh, we got some silly parents in here too, and yeah, every- <laughs> yeah, because this opening theme is dark. Everything's not about, like, some plot to have, you know, like, a colleague kidnapped or something. Yeah, or worse. (laughs) Yeah, or... this show. Yeah, so there's a lot of bad things in this show that we'll talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just to get it out of the way, my experience with 90210 and Melrose Place is zero. I have seen zero episodes of those shows. I don't know anything about them. Really? Yeah. Wow, this generation gap of five (laughs) years or whatever the fuck we're dealing with is, is intense. It's uh, it was quite a trip for me to watch this. Not having, I mean, they were mentioning that place on Melrose with a wink, and I was kind of like, yeah, I I know of. Yeah, that and place. you're you're like that has zero cachet with cachet <laughs> with me, brother. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. So there was 
this is a part of the same universe as 90210 and Melrose Place. 90210 came out in 1990, Melrose Place 1992, and then a bridge too far with Model Zink <laughs> in 1994. <laughs> I, uh, and we got some characters that sort of traveled from one universe to I guess, the other. But I, I didn't, guess. I didn't really recognize any of them. Yeah, the only one really is, is I wouldn't call her the main character, but the, the owner of the model agency i guess models inc is yeah named hillary and i apparently she showed up on some episodes of she Melrose was place as a kind of she was the mother of melrose place star heather locklear yes and i think heather locklear was originally supposed to appear as the main character of models inc and did not and then they said who cares full steam ahead yeah she had no time for this thing <laughs> but plenty of other people did this would be a good show to watch if you ever start to feel too nostalgic about the 90s because let me tell you <laughs> there's a lot of things you forgot oh boy yeah a lot uh where do we even start with this show what 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 is this show what is this show well this is a show about models is the main sure thing. is sort of it's about models trying to make their way in the world this world it, of ours it ends up being about prostitutes but it goes it goes some places <laughs> there's a journey and the show is not always aware of where it's going on this journey no it's uh this show is like this show is uh it's about models it is it's about models and about in particular a modeling agency named called, called models inc oh that's where the title of the show comes from and this is this is a modeling agency owned by um a woman named hillary who is heather locklear's sister in fiction land Right. (laughs) (laughs) And she runs this modeling agency and has a sort of team of models that work at the agency. And I guess a lot of them live in a beach house that's associated with the agency. They do. This is not a normal thing. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't think like Heidi Klein is going back to like the agency's beach house at the end of the day. I don't think that most models at an agency live in the same house together as if they're (laughs) on the real world. And since this is the 90s, we couldn't possibly have a show that's actually just about women. So there's also a sort of uh, a collection of guys that come and go. There's, you know, a photographer and a book writer and an agent and her son is in there for a while. Yeah, it's really like going to the bottom of the barrel to come up with peripheral dudes here. Yeah, it's like it's we we can't just have women. Let's let's find a reason for a guy to be here. They're they're like saying, uh, what if what if one of the characters has an abusive boyfriend who's in a band? <laughs> Only one. And I mean, to be fair, that's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is going to a dark place. Also. <laughs> um. So yeah. So basically, since this is a soap opera, we are following around all of these models, these peripheral men, and and uh, that's I mean Hillary and Hillary. And- Who's and not a model, kind of, but maybe she was at one point. That was something that wasn't explored. Very unclear. She just owns this agency and seems to rule it with an iron fist. Yeah, sometimes we're sort of, it sort of feels like she's looking out for the women in the agency. And sometimes it's like, no, nah, this is all about the agency. And she don't give no shits about <laughs> you. Like in that last episode, it's like, okay, spoilers for the very end of this series. Going right like, to that, huh? It's like seven minutes before the series ends. And Hillary just goes, by the way, I'm closing Models, Inc., no warning. See you all later. Good luck out there. One fun thing is that there's two different versions of the ending. Oh, I saw that, but I didn't see what the differences were. <laughs> that happens in both of them. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but one of them is very dark indeed. 
Well, the one I watched was pretty damn dark. It. I don't think it was as dark as the uh, as the original God. ending that was that was canceled. Uh, okay. I think they actually showed the original one in America once, and then they just yo- used the um, European one from then on. And I think the one, oh, the episode that we watched, um, if you watch them on Daily Motion, they all have German subtitles, which is fun. Or Danish or something? Yeah. Was... I wasn't sure. My German's not very good anymore. Some kind of quasi looks a little like English, but isn't. So this was the happier um, ending <laughs> to the show. Audience, audience. Listeners, let me let me explain to you what happier means, okay? Ten minutes before the happy show ending ends, Carrie Ann Moss is uh, <laughs> drugged and sold into sexual slavery, where she will then be a a unwilling servant of someone named Diego. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't forget the racist aspect of it. Oh no. You belong to me now. Right, that's the, exactly the fact what that he sounds like. There, there have been no minority characters in this program before this. No. There's one African-American model who sort of pops up once in a while. She's evil. Yeah, sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good point, actually. Every character in this is sometimes good and sometimes evil because it, it's a soap opera. It so really depends on how the writers are feeling that particular day. Yeah, and what the needs of the story happen to be that week. Do you want to get into this cast? Because it is extensive. <laughs> I kind of do, and I kind of don't, because, like, good lord, we're just going to talk ourselves in but, circles yeah, trying to get through everyone. For once, I don't... I, I mean, this is a large cast that I don't feel like there's too many characters. No, actually, as far as soap operas go, I thought that it was actually pretty easy to keep track yes, of Yes, for sure. I had the names down, like, in an episode, which never happens on this shit. No, I was I was very confused. The only time that it got confusing was when I skipped ahead ten episodes and they'd introduced four or five characters, and I was like, who the fuck is Frank, and why are we all happy he's dead? Well, see, listeners, this is the most exciting part of what we do on My Mother the Podcast, which is that we don't want to watch the entirety of all of these shows, so... <laughs> no, no, no. We tend to jump... Maybe uh, 10 to 15 episodes ahead after a couple episodes. And that's always a fun experience, especially when they're um, a soap opera where everything changes from episode to episode. Yeah, you watch a sitcom, you skip ahead 10 episodes, it's the same hacky jokes. You watch a soap opera and all of a sudden some characters are dead, some are alive, you got new ones. The focus, like, within 15 episodes, the entire focus was on completely different characters. Yeah, I actually got really lucky, so I watched the pilot, and then I skipped ahead to episode 8, where they resolved the central mystery of the pilot. And I was like, sweet, I didn't have to watch the middle six. Yeah, the, uh, it's important to note that the entire thing is predicated at the beginning on a murder mystery, where right. um, one model is thrown off a building, which uh, happens. Yes. yes, the model thrown off the building is named Terry, and her sister is Carrie. Yeah, it gets more complicated from there. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh and but so, speaking of speaking of characters, it's worth noting that Carrie is played by Carrie Ann Moss. She sure is. So so Trinity is making her return appearance to the show. She showed up in an episode of Nowhere Man. That's right. And let's just say that she got better as time went on. She sure did. She sure did. And so at the beginning, it's this murder mystery. They give up on that after episode eight, and then it's uh, <laughs> that that is just bonkers the whole way through. Yep. They, there's a through line for those first eight episodes and then they give up that idea entirely and they're just like every episode is gonna be crazy yeah they're like just, let's just go full-on valley of the dolls here on out <laughs> and my point my opinion is that the show gets better yeah it's 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 fun how ludicrous and 
and like you said, bonkers it gets. I mean, absolutely, you can't keep track I, of it, and you don't need to. I was seldom bored after the first couple episodes. That's for sure. No, the the closest they get to a through line is they introduce uh, Grayson, who is. <laughs> There's like a club owner and it's his ex-wife or his wife. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry your pretty little head about it. Uh, So she's kind of the villain of the rest of the series, I guess, for the back half. Well, let's let's get some organization going here and and (laughs) talk about these characters in some kind of sensible way, Colin. I guess. Who, Who are the main characters? So our main character, again, sort of is Hillary, and she's in Melrose Place, but she was also in a lot of episodes of Dallas, so she's sort of a, a veteran soap actress. That doesn't uh, mean Linda she's Gray. good, though. Doesn't mean she's good, but she's there. Yep. Day in, day out. Um, as far as the models go, our main models are probably Sarah. Sarah is introduced as kind of the 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 naive innocent midwest girl yeah she's she's like corn fed and shit right oh yeah Yeah. just like you know blonde and wearing gingham type yeah like she's new to the big city that is she she catches on pretty quick the the big city that is los angeles right where all modeling agencies are and I, i i don't know it's tough to make los angeles interesting and as someone that's lived around there i can say that (laughs) <laughs> we've also got carrie again played by carrie Ann moss um i'm not really sure what her character was supposed to be well the idea is that she the idea is more interesting than the execution <laughs> she is supposed to have been like a very successful model at some point but she's gotten older and is like declining right and now she's been eclipsed by her younger sister terry and then Terry gets murdered, so suspicion, of course. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah. So it's yeah, it doesn't work that great. It's not. A, it's actually, it's not very interesting in, in theory either. <laughs> uh, we've also got Julie Dante. Is she the Australian one? I think. Yeah. Uh, so we've got Julie Dante is uh, an Australian model. She's uh, she's kind of the reverse of Sarah. She's introduced to us as being scheming and backstabbing, but she eventually. Turns out she's got a heart of gold. For you 90210 fans, she's kind of the Val, the Tiffany Amber Thiessen of this program. She's always she's always mixing things up. Yeah, she's the Val. Is that did I did I say that right? Yeah, that's fine. Who's Val? She's Tiffany Amber Thiessen of 90210 of of um um Saved by the Bell fame. Oh, yeah, that's another yeah. show I didn't watch that much of. Yeah, but she was on 90210, uh, I think after season four, showing how much I know about this show. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got um, someone named Monique shows up, but it, she looks exactly like Terry, and it's played by the same actress. That is but, a very important thing here. That, is it? Because I skipped ahead, and then, like, I think she was dead or something. I don't know. No, she never dies. See, this is important, because... There's no better way through this because I didn't. There's no better way to understand this show and the insanity that is Models Inc. than to explain that there's another character that shows up after Terry gets thrown off a building, whose name is Monique, who is also played by Stephanie Romanoff, who played Terry, and the fact shows up in the episode where they find the murderer. The fact that she looks exactly like Terry because she is Terry. Yeah. Is a plot point. The show acknowledges that she looks exactly the same as her, but she's not her. Oh, no. She walks in that door and Hillary just looks at her like, holy shit, a ghost. Why is my question? Why was this done? Well, I assume that it was going to be because Terry wasn't really dead, but then this person or there's a uh, identical twin situation or something. But Was no? this a contract issue? 
<laughs> like she signed on for more than one episode, but she died at the end of the first. Now, Stephanie Romanoff, who plays Terry and Monique, she later um, starred in Angel. Oh. Uh, as Lila, I think the character's name was, who was a lawyer at the evil law firm Wolferman Hart. Sure. Okay. So there you go. We've got a Val and a Lila. And it's important to note that this show also recycles several um, s- several uh, pieces of stock footage that Angel later uses. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the production crew was like kind of shared between the two of them? Yeah, which is funny because I don't think Angel was even on the same network. No, it wasn't. It was not a Fox show, I don't think. Uh, I wish we were talking about Angel. Oh, uh, yep. Too bad. It lasted more than one season. Mm-hmm. Moving along. A lot more than one season. Uh, so that's that's some of our models. There are other ones, but uh, that's kind of the main set, I guess you'd say. How much other than, How much does it matter? Well, that's what I said, and then now we're going through them. But, uh, yeah, yeah. There's Grayson's the evil Grayson, one. Grayson. She's not a model. She's a... Uh, how would you describe Grayson? Well, I would describe Grayson as, um, well, she is evil. She's an evil Whoa. British woman. She's an evil British woman who's yeah. who is very pale and has very bad dyed black hair. And and who who her acting made me think that she wasn't British. But she is. is but the she thing. is like she's not putting on a bad accent. But boy, I thought she was. And yeah, she, I mean, like her eyebrows are on point. I mean, that's, (laughs) that's one thing, but I mean, this is like just a a pure evil character. I mean, the kind of person that's like, and you'll never be able to convince them that I was evil because all have manipulated everyone against you. (laughs) This is that like Colin is not exaggerating. That's pretty much what we're dealing with here. Yeah. I, I wish I had written down some of her dialogue because boy, it was, it was just perfect. I loved it. Yeah, I've got some dialogue later. Um, <laughs> how this was Greenwood is not difficult to understand. This was um, an Aaron Spelling production, and Colin already went over his resume. But Aaron Spelling was essentially a supernatural being who created terrible television shows that everyone watched. And if you go to a network and you say, look at the shows that I've created and everyone watched, I want to make another one, that network says, okay. And Mr. Spelling particularly excelled, I guess is the word you use, <laughs> at creating problematic and exploitative shows about women. Oh, this is problematic and exploitative to the max. Oh, boy, is it. <laughs> uh, 90210 was a big hit. Melrose Place was less of a big hit, but also a hit. And this was going to be sleazier and dumber than both of them put together. So how could you lose? So somehow in 1994, America said, no, 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 too sleazy. Right. It's it's kind of unbelievable. Like 10 years later, wouldn't have happened that way. No. And 20 years later, I'd be like, oh, sweet. Check this out. But at any rate, Fox in 1994 said, no, you cannot lose. You cannot (laughs) lose. This is a winner. But they did. They lost. And they lost bad. And then it got canceled and... We never find out what happens to poor Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. So this is very sleazy, this show. Yeah, the tone is sleazy and dark. It is, it's grim you know, sleazy. Even a, it tries to even be a little steamy, right? Just like steam rising up from the grates. Oh, yeah. We've got, we've got characters like wearing lingerie. Gosh, my man. Around. The we heat. Got characters, we got characters saying things like, what's it like to make the most well, what's it like to make love to the most beautiful woman in America? And he's like, it's, it's all right. And <laughs> yeah, I guess we're going to do this on a beach now. It sounds uncomfortable. But it's here an we are. incredibly unsexy show that trades off sex. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird how unsexy it yeah. is, given that it's trying so hard to be very sexy. Uh, the idea, like with all soaps, is kind of to traffic off of taboos and absurdity. Like, you know, what if, what if she thought she was sleeping with her husband's brother, but he was actually her dad? <laughs> right, that kind of stuff. Yes, but that's like exactly what this kind of stuff is. So, like. yeah, it's unapologetic trash, um, and the world has shown us time and time again after 1994 that people <laughs> love to watch that shit. Because, come on, when somebody says something like, you know, I only searched your room and found your baby's adoption papers, that has nothing to do with my sister's murder. I mean, that's, a, that's as trashy as you can get. And uh. People love to watch and wallow in trash that doesn't <laughs> tell them to feel bad about it. And the faster that trash bounces from plot point to plot point, the the less time you have to really sort of think about how ridiculous it is. Especially when it's punctuated with frequent saxophone riffs. And sexy times. This 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 show has more saxophone riffs per capita than should be allowed by the United Nations. I thought I was watching Lethal Weapon 1 at certain points. I mean, that's what it felt like. Just constantly yeah. in the background. And then there's, yeah, there's some, like, s- some gritty Steve guitar solos thrown in there, too. <laughs> and at one point... <laughs> and at one point, I'm trying to find what the lyrics were, but there was a song that was so bad. Oh, it was oh in the I'm- last episode? No, this was in episode eight. It was a song called I'm Your Human Shield. I tried Googling the lyrics, and I came up with nothing. It was a song so bad that not even Google could find it. That can't be a real song. I, oh, it had I had so many lyrics that were clear as day, and I just tried it, and then nothing came up. I like the idea of thinking that this is a world where a saxophone player is sort of just wandering around and playing a riff each time something suggestive is said by a character. Oh man, I love playing saxophone when people say suggestive things. You've just added an excellent uh, wrinkle to this. This is this is the time, man. The president was was playing saxophone and being accused of sexual assault. This show if was made someone, for the '90s. If someone had told me that Bill Clinton was the saxophone player on this, I would look it up. I wouldn't. I would just believe them. I would. I would be like, that's possible enough that I'm going to look that up. I would say like, oh sweet, is the soundtrack available? And like, this would be more interesting if it was less hacky. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I we might disagree. Well, there. see, the thing is, like, it's sort of for people who still somehow never stop being impressed by that Game of Thrones thing where the worst shit keeps happening to characters <laughs> and you're supposed to be shocked. But like, once you figure out that the worst thing is always going to happen to the best people in the show, that stops being very interesting. Yeah, that's a fair point. I guess I enjoy the sort of hackiness of it, but you're right. Sure. It's, just, it's constantly putting your, your good characters through the ringer, and your bad and, characters are getting away with stuff. And you know what? Um, At me, uh, this is a better show than Game of Thrones. I I would rather watch this than Game of Thrones. I, I just, You can't see me, but I just ducked because I assume someone threw something at me. <laughs> um, yeah, so like... Luckily, this is a little bit better than that idea of, like, just the worst thing always happens, that grim, dark bullshit in which we have become enmeshed. Um, Because because, it is that grim, dark, like, everything bad that can happen will happen, but it's combined with this ludicrous, like, plot nonsense. There's still, like, as the last episode shows, like, there's still consequences for being awful that are, like, expected to some extent. That doesn't help poor Carrie Ann Moss, but... 
No. Um, yeah, there's still some kind of guiding belief system here. And Carrie Ann Moss, like, she kind of, she's going to give testimony to the police that's going to help Hillary and then decides not to. And then she's... Then she gets you fucked know, over, yeah. So she's kind of being punished for doing bad, but it's not really her fault, which is where the show gets problematic. This is kind of a glimpse at the tone that eventually took over this horrible world of ours before society completely went down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, you know, we watched Nowhere Man, which is around the same time. Mm-hmm. Again, a very dark show, but it's not a hopeless show, I guess, is a way of right. putting it. Where I, I felt like Nowhere Man was much more hopeless than this. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't completely hopeless, but it was more hopeless. And this show is kind of like this show has that soap opera thing where bad things keep happening, but also good things. The show ends with the wedding. That's yeah, nice. it's it's not like um, they intro- It's not like every horrible thing under the sun happens to Sarah, who is your innocent character. No, but of course, since it's a soap opera, she stops being innocent and starts being scheming. And- right, of course, because that's why she's there. But yeah. um, it's also not like she's the one that's sold into sex slavery. No. <laughs> Not certainly not in that first episode where she's all just doe-eyed. Oh yeah, yeah. She's like practically talking about the farm she used to live on. I'm pretty sure she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all, all right, that's a good story about living next to an alpaca farm, Sarah. But what else you got? <laughs> so the biggest city you lived near was Toledo, was it? <laughs> so why would you watch this show, Colin? Oh, good lord. Because it's ridiculous and it has that ridiculous dialogue. And, and, it is and, certainly and not boring. It, it Every... <laughs> if you skip ahead five minutes, you're lost. I mean, you just... It, it makes it kind of fun to pick up because, like, every episode starts with a sort of, you know, previously on Models, Inc. And every one of those five-minute little previously on clips is one of the most ludicrous things totally I've ever inadequate, seen in my life. Yeah. It's just like... It's just... It's like somebody took like a, a a a Mad Libs and filled in various like familial relations, terrible things that can happen to people, model names, and then just shook it around. Now I never do this, but I absolutely read the Wikipedia article for this one. Oh yeah, yeah, because I could not follow where the fuck I was supposed to be after I skipped ahead fifteen episodes. No, because. <laughs> Dude, one episode begins with, Frank Thompson is dead, the nightmare is over, and I was like, who the fuck is Frank Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there, there's a lot of crazy shit just happening all the time. Yes, and it's so much fun to watch because you have no idea what to expect from one episode to the next or from one 10-minute section to the next. Like, Grayson at one point is trying to have, in the last episode, is trying to have someone murdered at a wedding, which is an inherently pretty interesting idea. Uh, yeah, and in fact, she, the the hitman asks why, and she says, I want it public and very messy. Like, as messy as possible, as I think is what she says. As messy as possible. And, like, at, at Grayson also turns Model Inc.'s, Models Inc. secretly into a prostitution ring? Yes! How did that happen? I skipped ahead, and all of a sudden, she's in charge of Models Inc., and running it as a prostitution rank, that, that Hillary has no idea what's Hillary going on. Hillary has no idea, and mo- none of like the primary characters, except for Carrie Ann Moss, for some reason, are aware of this. Yeah, I assume I Carrie why. Ann Moss has been a participant in this. She was. She definitely was participating because she says to Hillary, like, I know because I'm one of them. And like the whole Carrie Ann Moss saga, before it gets very dark and kind of unappealing, <laughs> is amazing because for some reason... And this was maybe explained in a previous episode, but Hillary Hillary has power of attorney over Carrie. Oh, yes. 
Did you watch the one Why? where she was in the mental hospital? Yup. Why would she have power of attorney over this grown woman? <laughs> Is this like a Britney Spears situation? I can't believe we both watched that same episode. That episode was great. And uh, so psychiatrist has has Carrie committed because Hillary sides off on it because Hillary is pissed at Carrie for some reason that I didn't really pick up. Yeah, I couldn't quite follow that. But then the doctor, it turns out, was doing it so that he could marry oh, right, Hillary right. because they, she's they were They were fucking the same guy. Oh, that's what it was. That yeah. was on. See, the problem is when those things appear on the previously on, I they, they kind of lose track. Uh, there's in the second episode, this was a high point for sure. The <laughs> funeral for Terry, for Go Carrie's on. sister, Terry, who was thrown off a building. One immediately, one of the peripheral dudes that's there says, what is this? A funeral or a fashion show? And, <laughs> oh, yeah. and one of the models replies, what does she care? She's worm food. <laughs> wow. The show is filled with great dialogue. Just like that. wow. <laughs> then. They have a brawl at the funeral, which results in the casket being knocked over. (laughs) The model in question, who I forget which one it was, she rolls her eyes and says, well, she always did have great nails as the the dead model's hand comes out of the casket. I'm pretty sure that was Julie, but I could be mistaken. I think it was Julie. That sounds like a Julie thing to say. It's so Julie. Oh, it's so Julie. (laughs) Um, speaking of good things, did you catch who the hitman was in that season finale? I don't know the name, but I definitely recognized him. Do you know who it was? It was Mitch Pelegi. It's, it's assistant director Skinner, Skinner from the X-Files. He just, he must have been on the lot and he just went over one day because it was a Fox show being filmed yeah, at the it's same like, time. Dude, you were out of that pay scale by then. <laughs> Come on. You're a semi-regular on the X-Files. You don't need to do Models, Inc. This was not a dignified part either. <laughs> No, no, no. He's, he's the sleazy hitman guy. Oh, he's the it's the worst character. He's the guy. He's the same guy that chloroforms Carrie Ann Moss. Yup. Right? Yep. Yeah. He's just a, he's just the worst. And there's something magical and '90s about the magically '90s about some parts of this show, such as a club owner with floppy hair doing a hair flip and saying, "Get the hell out of here, dude." There's a lot of great hair in this. All oh, the there's guys so many hair, hair flips. down to their shoulders. It's yeah. amazing to watch. This was an awkward period for men in that, like, they were still stuck in the Saved by the Bell era of preppy fashion and hair. And, like, the women had moved on and were well on their way to Friends territory. <laughs> yeah, the hair for the women is not so big. A lot of it's being straightened. The The men's hair is still, like, wavy and down past the ears. It makes everyone look at best, like... Um, a frat man child and <laughs> at worst like they're 12 years old and there is there's not a, a single single hair of facial hair to be no seen. oh no none of oh, it we are all clean shaven no um like women look fairly normal by 2019 standards the guys really stand out no you could you could date the show by the men's hair like you could sit down and be like ah this show mid 90s perhaps 94 like you were tasting wine. yeah exactly if anything, I would have guessed based on the dudes that it was earlier. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> so why else would you watch this show? Um, Let's see. What else do I have written down here? You have nothing written down there. I have nothing written down. <laughs> uh, you, you could watch the show if you like the saxophone, because there's a lot of that. There's saxophone riffs. There's 
there's pieces that are long enough to be saxophone solos. You could there say are that saxophone albums that are you could say yeah, it's a piece. The yeah, out. exactly. You could I'll, assemble quite the saxophone soundtrack from one episode of this show. I'll I'll say a bit of an off the wall sort of reason to watch this. If you've ever watched Saturday Night Live's The Californians, ah wondered, yes, where the hell does that come from? I don't recall any soap opera like that. You watch a couple episodes of this, and and you the light bulb just goes off above your head. You go, oh, I see, because it's this exactly is how everyone the in the show is talking. Yeah, it is exactly the same. But Julie, why would you say that to her? <laughs> the actors are very bad. Oh my god, yes, they are. Which uh, this is a hard show for me to judge because the acting is so bad that it kind of is a reason to watch it. Uh, there's some very excellent dialogue in here, like. Oh my god, there is. It's almost worth picking a show to watch based on the fact that this quote is in it. And that quote is this. Damn it, Linda. You can't afford to blow any opportunity. I need the cash for my demo. Ah, <laughs> uh, the 90s are calling. Oh, man. Do you think it's on a four-track machine that he recorded that demo? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just trying to cut it sort of like acoustically, like uh, going for a real Nebraska feel. Uh, you you better believe that some there's like one dedicated acoustic guitar player in there. <laughs> so so some of this show is just rich with dialogues. So I don't want to like spend the entire episode reading it, but I kind of do. For instance, I resisted being a calculating viper as long as I could, and it's like, but you didn't resist forever. Well, it was as long as she could. No, but now that's what she is, Julia. Um, Linda says to Eric, and Linda is this very small model with um, like center parted hair, short hair. Oh, yeah, I remember her. That's kind of her character that she has center parted short hair. She must die at some point, right? She doesn't. She sticks around. Oh. Though she becomes increasingly peripheral. Yeah. Uh, she I don't says, saying anything later on. She says to her abusive musician boyfriend in the first one or two episodes, pack your bags and get out. And her boy- boyfriend says, this again? <laughs> yeah, dude, this again. Yep, this again. I feel like your relationship is not in a good place if this is a conversation you're having frequently. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're if you're being told to pack your bags on a regular basis, oh, we should just... Right, we're we're getting back to that pack your bags and get out thing again. <laughs> huh? uh, fine. Women. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got classy exchanges, like, you know, he loves me because I have a heart. Is that what you've got in there? I thought it was all silicone. It's, it doesn't really get any higher quality than that, does it? No, it gets it gets much worse than that. But The second episode ends literally with this line. Terry Spencer's death wasn't an accident. It was murder. Duh? Like, you can see, you, you could hear that ellipse in there. Uh, speaking of ellipses, episode 18 ends with, if you can get him to fall in love with you again, if I already have. Okay. <clears throat> Did she, though? No. Okay, so she was just making it up? I guess so, yeah. I mean, she... That, that was that Adam guy. He seems pretty yeah, into You have a fair number of people making easily verifiable <laughs> <laughs> claims. He already loves me again. And then it's like, beep, boop, beep. No, he doesn't. Like, no, the evidence suggests that that is not the, not the case. Then why is he still out with the other person? Oh. 
Huh, weird. Do you have any other reasons? Because I think those cover why I would want to watch this pretty well. I mean, we've we've talked about how bonkers this show is, and that's really the main reason. Is yeah. because it, it's just so fucking crazy, and it's hard not to love something that's this outrageous. Reasons for why not, first of all, are, uh, dang, this got dark. Yeah. Yeah, it did. And that starts with abducting Carrie Ann Moss and selling her into sex slavery to avoid her testimony in a court of law. I kept waiting for them to come back to that and, and everyone to nope. be like, where did, where did Carrie go at the end of that episode? No Nobody one asks. Cared. Everyone's no. like, well. Earlier in the episode, she says that she's moving to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh of all places. First of all, no, no one's moving to Pittsburgh. Come on, that's not believable. No, people are moving out of Pittsburgh. But... <laughs> and... Uh, yeah they show the one the one scene of her like being told that now she's um been sold into sex slavery and like with the racist connotations of it and yep. th- that is not revisited that's the last scene that you see Gary Ann Moss in in this show is is another person says you're in hooker hell and she goes no and then it ends and it's another prostitute tell in in Hooker Hell that's tell that's laughing at her over being in this situation. Yes, and I guess you just you just take your last where you could get them. And uh, boy, this is a 1994 show because we are just calling them prostitutes and hookers all over the place. Oh yeah, hookers absolutely all no like sex worker or anything like that. It is just, it's just oh, they're just hookers, and you're like, oh, do we have to? I wouldn't be surprised if like modern television is no better about that. Yeah, that's true, but boy, it just. Uh, it was a little grating to hear it so often in this show. Still is. Um, yep. Like, I'm more used to the kind of darkness in these soaps. Like, oh, Sarah now has a drug addiction. Like, okay, I can deal with it. And they do plenty of that, too. That's that's fine. I I don't need Julie setting up Sarah to be raped by a photographer. Right. In the first episode, which is not made a big thing of. No, in fact, the photographer... Yeah, that happens, and then she shows up the next day being like, hey, where are the pictures that you shot? And his assistant comes in and is kind of like, um, he doesn't really want to see you. There are no photos. And that's kind of like, he turns out to be, like, a good guy, I guess? Which is really awkward, because he's not. No, no, I don't think we got any good guys here. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, she, Sarah does not hold this against Julie that she was setting her up. Nope. No, it's actually never discussed again. Oh yeah, there's two things. So yeah, so, yeah. I think so, yeah. You were thinking about the other one. I was thinking of the photographer. You're thinking of the guy that runs the motorcycle. Yes, show. yes, yeah, yeah. He runs the show. You're right. So yeah. So no, she goes to the. I think it's Julie goes to the photographer and he sleeps with her. Mm-hmm. And then and then basically brushes her off and is like, oh no, I was just using you for your body. Yeah, yeah. That's a different thing. No, no, yeah, the the motorcycle guy is when, Jesus, it's uh, Linda, I think, has the line, he didn't want her to sit on a bike, he wanted her to sit on him, and it's like, that's not a funny line. That's That's a little on the nose, Linda, Um, or on something. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, horrible. It's awful. Yep. Um, Also, this dialogue, as often as it is funny, it's also intolerable. Yeah. Um, for instance, you're choosing me over her. How does that make you feel? Incredibly sexy. What? Just kill me. Just kill me. 
really the delivery of this dialogue is a big problem too. I mean, we've got it, it, we've got the classic soap opera thing of person delivers line A, long pause, line B. What if like, line B? Can we fucking speed this up a little? Can we have time? Can I have a cliff they're, they're, notes they're of this dialogue? This out to be forty-five <laughs> minute long episodes, and we've got twenty minutes of dialogue, so we got to make something happen here. Like another thing is that. You've got the who are these characters now phenomenon of where you shift to another episode. Wait a minute. Who the fuck are these people? Yep. It's both. It's both forms. It's both. Who are these people that I've known, but they're not acting at all like who they are. And who are these people? I've never fucking met this person in my life. Like halfway through the series, there's some fat blonde guy who's a who's a thing. Yeah, the the writer. Yeah, yeah. No one cares about him, but he talks really. He 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 has a really intense voice, so I guess they keep him around. Yeah, he's like he's writing a book about Models Inc., but then of course it has all the salacious details. So they no one wa- no one wants to read that book. But then he falls in love with Julie, the the least lovable character on this show, probably. Do you want to know my favorite line of his dialogue though? I do. I love writing, Julie. The process. <laughs> <laughs> dude just dude just loves the process as a writer no one <laughs> no one loves the process my friend well hey um craig does do you know oh man i looked this guy up do you know what he does now what does he do he doesn't act very much he's a handful of things in the last decade he mostly directs oh good but check out this list of titles that he directs mm. the scorpion king book of souls Ooh. death race four so he's doing ex- Tremors 5, Kindergarten Cop 2, Jarhead 2, Field of Fire. I didn't know there was a Jarhead 2. I didn't know this was a possible career of this guy just like directing. Yeah, of directing straight to video awful sequels to awful movies. That's what he does. That's all he does nowadays. I guess like somebody's got to do it. Yeah, his name's Don Michael Paul, and he's, he's off making Scorpion King movies. And I think, at, I guess at a certain point, it's like. Well, he he knows existing like producers and existing directors because he's acted in things before. So that and puts him probably, up. Yeah, that puts him above everyone else on this list. And he's probably putting together his acting reel, and he's seeing clips of him as uh, as Craig Bodie, and he's like, "Well, this acting thing's not going to work." Yeah, for sure. Um, one another thing I don't like: these sex scenes are full of gross lip noises, and I've got no time for it. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of weird making out and stuff. And just a lot of stop with the gross lip noises. I don't want it. And just a lot of gross sexual innuendo also. You know, she's going to be on her knees for months begging uh, forgiveness, I mean. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh-huh, sure. Got it. There are way too many sleazebag photographers in this program. I was having trouble keeping track of them. Yeah, and granted, there is always a sleazebag photographer in real life and in fiction. And I'm sorry, sure. photographers, but you are in a sleazebag profession. But it's fiction, so limit it to one so that I can keep track. Yeah. Also, just no more photographers. <laughs> I'm sorry, the world is no longer being recorded. You've got a cell phone, buddy. Just take it yourself. <laughs> oh, don't tell any photographers that. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't take into account all the angles. <laughs> Damn, dude. Damn. <laughs> Welcome to anti-photographer chat. <laughs> I'm Colin Whiting. We hate photography. <laughs> I'd listen to that podcast all the time. I think it would get stale pretty fast. 
Oh, there's a lot of reasons to hate photographers. I think you would spend five minutes going, oh, is the lighting important? And then you'd be done. It doesn't have to be longer than five minutes an episode. <laughs> listen, buddy, listen. The lighting is important. The plot twists in this show become very predictable, and that's not great. Uh, sort of predictable, sort of not. Well, it's like Julie's just throwing herself at every dude that she sees in every episode, and it's like, okay, got it. That's what. But that's mostly, her character. The, see, but mostly she's throwing herself at the writer, and of course... There's going to be a misunderstanding, but then they're going to work it out. That's a, a lamer, predictable plot twist to me than, than some of these things. Also, question. Remember the, the son of Hillary in episodes one and two? Well, uh, it's yes. really just a pilot, so it's just he, one episode. He got, he got killed at some point. Where the fuck did he go? He got killed by... Do you know who did the murder, by the way? I don't. Oh, because I watched episode eight, Meltdown. Okay, who was it? Uh, it was the receptionist. I don't even know who she is. Uh, her name was Stephanie. I don't know anything else about okay, her. Okay, so you, you heard it here, folks. Here, you heard it here first, folks. Stephanie killed Terry. Yep. Cold she blood? also killed, uh, I think the guy's name was Eric, the son. Oh, she. so he is actually dead, for sure. Yes, because um, she loved... She loved the sleazy photographer, Brian. Uh, and everyone was treating the sleazy photographer like a sleazy photographer. Well, that's so she thing. started fucking murdering people. The thing about sleazy photographers is if, you know, like if one of them doesn't work out, you're going to find another one pretty quick. And if, if not, then you just start fucking murdering people. Don't do that. No, come on. If you're a receptionist and you love my a photographer, position, you need to murder someone. My position is anti-murder, except for photographers. Mine is, well, that's what we're talking about. No, like, you can murder photographers. That's literally what we're talking about, was a receptionist killing a photographer. Well, that part is fine. The uh, the other murders are not. Oh. Yeah, there were a lot of other murders. No, you can kill pretty much anyone, I think. All right, I mean, that if that's your standpoint, that's your standpoint. I'm, I'm angling for someone to hear this, go out and kill someone, and then we get to be on a true crime podcast. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to be on my favorite murder. Come on. They're going to be like, oh, honey, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, this show's geez. problematic as fuck, right? Yeah, that was kind of the big sort of thing that goes along with all the darkness. Is just it's there's a lot of like rape as a plot point. Yeah, no. Which is not great. Uh, do j Just think a little harder, guys. Think a like, little harder. It's okay for you to have motivations other than that. Not a character development option as it's used on one character uh what's her name repeatedly Cynth carrie it's also used on uh cynthia i think yes cynthia for yeah. sure she her boyfriend is abusive and some, something yeah yeah that's a like a pretty major plot line that she gets abducted in like uh the second 10 episodes or so <laughs> and, and and the thing with carrie too is it's like it's not just that last episode it's also the one with the psychiatrist because yeah. his plan is to like his plan is to marry Hillary for her money, but then he's going to keep Carrie, like, drugged up in a psych ward and then take advantage of her there. And it's like, man, oh, that's... Oh, no, thank you. I don't need a plot line revolving around that. It's just, it makes you feel dirty. They also talk about these models like they're wildlife, and it's gross as hell. <laughs> well, I mean, the models themselves kind of talk like that. Yeah, that doesn't really make it better. No, nah, it kind of makes it worse, because I know <laughs> that they're not writing this dialogue. Uh, any other reasons why you wouldn't want to watch it? It's a lot of reasons. 
Yeah, it's a lot of. We already talked about how bad the acting is as a good thing, They're but it's very, also bad as a bad thing. It's, it's very bad, and it depends on your tolerance for that sort of thing. Like a normal person watching this that isn't broken inside is going to get very <laughs> tired of this. Yeah, it it could get very boring very quickly, or very sort of like you don't care and you just turn it off. But if you're into that sort of thing, if you have watched um, Live from Planet Earth with Ben Elton, oh god, this is like a goddamn diamond in the yes you might convince yourself for a short period of time that this is a good show you i i certainly did yeah because i have watched ben elton god help me i saw him in something else the other day i can't remember no. what it is now though but like it, he was a lot younger like some old panel show or something maybe? i think or... so yeah yeah no and i was it. like motherfucker no get out of here no i'm not here for it were you rewatching Black Adder? I think he was involved in that, wasn't he? He was, but that wasn't what I was watching. He's just a writer, I think, so. Okay, unanswered questions? Uh, what happens to Carrie Ann Moss? That's my I mean, number that's, one. That's the, the that's the number one question. Also, like, uh, assuming that they were going to... So if they had two different endings, a European and American one, that sort of presumes that they were going to continue on with the show if they could. I don't think either one of them was intended to continue. I think what happened is the fir- the original ending was so dark that and people hated it so much that uh, and it was still going to end the show but they just replaced it because it was too awful. I guess but like why bother? Like the show's already over. Like who cares if people think that the, your last episode's awful? Aaron Spelling has a reputation to protect <laughs> Colin. But like, but like, why not resolve anything with Carrie Ann Moss? And it seems like that's setting up a new arc or a new thing. The show really hated that character. It did, which is gross. Yeah, and I don't know why they got probably the most successful person on the show. I mean, she wasn't then, though. No, but she was, she was going to be. They should have known. They should, well, compared to the rest of the cast. They They should have known that in a mere few years she was going to wear a leather trench coat and say things in a monotone and be very successful well i she was going to be more successful than don michael paul director of tremors five bloodlines <laughs> i think they thought he was like the hot ticket here <laughs> um so i i don't know to me it felt very it felt like a cliffhanger like oh models inc is closing but next season we'll see how it gets reopened or something like that but i could also see it just being the end of the show yeah, I couldn't figure out if this was a situation of we know it's going to end, so we're going to pr- try to give it some kind of closure, or if it was a cliffhanger thing. Sure, I mean, it's an you awful see that lot in of episodes. Of other shows too. It's like twenty nine episodes or something, isn't something it? like that? Yeah, which is a it's, really long season. But it's a soap opera. I mean, some of these actresses are on like literally three hundred plus episodes of other soap. Yeah, operas. but this was a weekly show. Yeah, but still, I mean. Th- this show wasn't expensive to make, man. Probably not. There were there weren't a whole lot of special effects. Your soundtrack is just a guy with a saxophone. And I mean, I don't know how much Linda Gray was pulling down for these episodes, but I mean, maybe they were. Well, I bet you Aaron Spelling was pulling a lot of money in there. Oh, sure. And Bill Clinton was probably just raking it in for those for those saxophone solos. Yeah. yeah. Um and I feel like a plot line in the second season if they had 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 a second season was going to be Hillary getting overly enamored with Grayson's prostitution ring plan. (laughs) Like that was going to happen, right? That actually would have been a fun like twist. Have Hillary be evil. And can I mention how gross, how gross as fuck it is that the thing they thought of here was like models. 
let's make it a prostitution ring. Yeah, just, just back to the problematic st- thing. Just Ugh. stop it. It's really, really gross. And, what and was, that some of the, and that they write some of the girls to kind of be into it too. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, and what was going to happen if this continued for a number of years and the Rachel haircut showed up? <laughs> like, was that going to revolutionize this whole thing? Were like actresses that couldn't pull that off? Were they going to be like, well, my modeling career is done? I mean, that just makes me think. Like, what if they kept this going for years and years? What were the men's haircuts going to look like? better <laughs> i was gonna be like like have you watched those first like season or two of seinfeld and you're just like oh, oh um actually now i'm thinking about it late 90s was not a good period for hair either for a lot men. of frosted tips oh boy yeah and just like that little thing in the front that's going right up imagine Bodie with a frosted tips i don't wanna yeah but I now you're gonna don't wanna so that's uh, that's my big unanswered question is, what would Bodie look like with frosted tips? And how on earth were they going to try to make the Monica Lewinsky scandal topical when that happened? <laughs> they had a couple years to, to yeah. go before that. Is Sarah going to intern? Is that a thing that happens? Or do they take oh. on an intern? Yeah, they could take on an intern, or they could have one of them go intern for, like, the mayor of L.A. or but something But I can tell like you that. one thing. One party in this is going to be a sleazy photographer. <laughs> And another is going to be a model who they force into prostitution. Apparently that is what happens in this world. Yes. The world of Angel. The world of Angel Inc. <laughs> Angel Inc. Now uh, there's there's the crossover. The crossover. That, a lifetime. The crossover that no one asked for. <laughs> Why no second season is easy. And that's that the Empire was overextended and could no longer defend itself. Yeah. You already had two popular shows. The third it was diminishing returns. You know, when you're when you've got Constantinople all built up and you're trying to defend that thing, like Rome is just gonna get left out there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that is the perfect metaphor for this whole situation. Yeah. So Rome's just left out there and it's it's model sync. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> now what I think makes this show difficult to deal with for us is when we get to a question of like what would have made it work because yeah. this is maybe the trickiest show we've done this actually succeeds entirely at what it wants to be right i mean when you look at this in terms of like as a soap opera it's got all of your twists and turns and love affairs and like, secret babies and fathers who aren't fathers and all sorts of shit but i totally believe that this is what they wanted to create out of it and, like, when they were thinking of what would the ideal be of the shitty nighttime soap that we're making, this is it. So here's my solution. You take this nighttime soap, you make it a daytime soap, man. Just, like, lots of episodes. Because all those those General Hospital, the Dynasty, they don't have, like, nearly as much sleaze as this. So you get those people well, that are sitting around, they want to watch some sleaze at 2 in the afternoon, this is their ticket. Yeah, there's no... I mean, it, this this could use like a sexy doctor character. That's for sure. Well, it well, I was gonna say they tried, and then I was like, the psychiatrist wasn't sexy at all. Oh so no, like no, no, no! Pervert sexual assault. Yeah, that's kind of like type. that's the dividing line that we're dealing with here. It's it's like daytime soap. You have like sexy floppy haired doctor, and here you've got like creepy pervert psychiatrist, and this is like the division. And sexy, floppy-haired, blonde uh, photographer. Oh, no. 
Maybe that, went over him. That is not an attractive man. I will just say <laughs> that right now. It's a weirdly like the cast is not unattractive, but like for it being a model agency and then it's set in this like beautiful well, like all these beautiful people, it's like eh. well, it's kind of like a. I mean, what do you think of Models Inc. the agency? I feel like it's kind of a catalog model. Thing. Yes, they talk a lot about print and occasionally television ads. This isn't like something that you're seeing in America's Next Top Model, where they're all like going for arty fashion models. No, I think this is like your J.C. Penney's ad, right? Which I it, I was talking more about the guys than the women. To be yeah. honest, the guys are all kind of lumpy and lumpy. Know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this was a very awkward time for men. Nineteen ninety four. True. It's true. <laughs> Who among us? came out I, of I'm that not era i'm not lumpy but i'm also who among us came out of that era models inc unscathed so yeah the problem here is that this just wants to be an awful thing and it succeeds at being an awful thing right yeah this you're right i i guarantee there's some interview where somebody says I made the exact show I wanted to make. I think there's a quote from a producer that's like, we were going to do everything we could to keep this show on the air. And it's like, <laughs> really? We believe in this show for some reason. This is what you want your life to be? The earth is flat, Dave. I mean, that jury's kind of still out on that. I mean, I've looked at the horizon and it looks flat to me. Um, I, There is that waterfall at the edge. It just goes yeah. into, It just goes into nothingness. I heard a guy went and looked down and he saw a turtle. Yeah, and then they like the the, the mass media just kind of covered it up. <sighs> Fake in the moon landing. Fake news, right? Right. Hashtag. <laughs> Is that a thing that kids still say? Hashtag. I'm I'm pioneering that where you'd go hashtag hashtag. This this show could have used a catchphrase or two. There were none. No, there weren't any. Not a it, single thing to latch onto. Nor was there a single Luke Perry appearance. There wasn't. So this show's only sort of relevant to the region. It did news. feature the character at one point who I never saw in 90210 because I was a casual watcher of that show. <laughs> but apparently Dylan had some kind of mentor in 90210 who was in this show. Okay. I don't know. Who cares? Maybe. Eh. It's entirely possible. Maybe. Whatever. Can we talk about Angel again? I wish. David Boreanaz, now there's a fucking actor. Is he, though? Those those early episodes of Buffy, he's not much. I sort of feel like he's just being David Boreanaz, and I want to see that. <laughs> he's being, he's like, a, he reminds me of an older teenager trying to be very serious. Everything that he says is like this. He's also kind of like, um, he's also kind of bitchy in those early episodes of Buffy. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, where he's like, oh, come on. Well, well, I didn't, I didn't know we were talking about that, Buffy. Yeah, like that kind of <laughs> shit. It's so, like, you know, um, you're you're like 300 years old. Get it together, man. Yeah, come on. You've murdered before. So this is the important question. Yeah. Do we recommend this show? I think I kind of do. I. It's problematic to say the least, but it, I was thoroughly entertained by it. For me, this is the closest on the edge I've ever been here. Um, same, same. I'm not going to recommend it, but okay. I'm very close to doing so because I was never bored watching this show, and there were times when I sort of looked forward to watching it, which is <laughs> which is not an unembarrassing thing. 
I would never say I looked forward to watching it, but while it was on, I was constantly like, I wasn't very distracted. I was kind of paying attention. But it's like, this is some culturally toxic bullshit. Yes. And so I don't if you want see... it. I don't want it to exist. <laughs> it, it's it. In defense of it, I will say it is a nice window into the '90s, good it is and that. bad. Like it's it's really funny '90s stuff, and it's also really like holy shit, that was what people thought in the '90s. It, it makes an interesting marriage with with uh, Nowhere Man. I think, as we mentioned. It does. Yeah. It does. And I, a, a, that might be the best way to get a view of the 90s if you did not live through it, is to watch <laughs> this and Nowhere Man. Because as much as I love Briscoe County, Briscoe County tells you nothing about what the 90s nothing. felt like. It's like a totally different decade. It was so mismatched for that decade. Yeah, it's like, and it's sort of, that one's kind of like a Coen Brothers movie where that could be any decade. Right. Whereas this and Nowhere Man are so stuck in, and not yeah. just the 90s, but like 94 to 96. Yeah, like you wouldn't have been able window. to make them in any other time and have it be the same. No. All so, right. so, if you want to get decision. a hold of us, yeah, split decision. It's happened before, it'll happen again. Many times. Probably. Yeah, because Colin's often wrong. Yeah, well, that's true. If you want to get a hold of us, you were saying. Uh, you should probably go to the old Twitteroo and get a hold of us at my mother podcast. There's no the on there. It's just at my mother podcast. That's where we post most of our news and uh, occasionally. Some oh, other so much news! Fun little so things. much just news! Some, just, a lot of just, news going yeah, on in our yeah, lives. You gotta, you gotta keep track of the goings on in our lives. <laughs> how else, how else are you gonna know what my mother the podcast is up to? You oh could man, go, live you could appearances. Go to our Facebook page, but, yeah. Eh, you probably shouldn't go Events, there. live appearances, news, just so much going on. So many live appearances. We're touring the nation. We're not. We're not touring the nation. I'm touring the route between my apartment and where I work. I don't even have to do that because I get to work at home. <sighs> going to strike you down. Anyways, you can also just email us directly. That's mymotherthepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to help us out, what can you do? Well... You could go to iTunes as a thing that one person could do if they wanted oh, yeah. to do that. iTunes is a is a thing created by the Apple company. Such a great company. It is. Um, Looking they have, out for our best interests. They have good worker policies and good privacy <laughs> policies for all of us. <laughs> and iTunes lets you review things and rate things. Like Whoa, our show. Like a star system or something? Both of those things. And what you should do is you should give us five stars. Because wow. no one actually gives a shit about these ratings except as <laughs> except as far as whether it you know, shows people things when they search for us. So give us five stars, write a review, and talk about how iTunes is garbage and awful. <laughs> that would be a great comment, actually. <laughs> do that. Do that. Just do it. Yeah. It's fine. So uh you got anything else? That's it for me. Whew. Take it easy. No, you take it easy. You take it easy. <laughs>